Well, it's um, got a couple of things that uh, I want us to pray about. Uh, well, one thing in particular uh, that I would like for us to pray about uh, tonight. Obviously, uh, we got a group, uh, and I'm not sure how large a group it is this year, uh, but I know there is several people that are in the midst of praying and fasting. And um, so we want to make sure that we pray for them. And we ask the Lord to really uh, to give them strength. And, um, you know, fasting is, a, is an interesting deal because there's a, lot of, uh, there's a lot of adversity that comes along with it, not just from, you know, all the things that happen with, um, that happen with, um, with just your body. But one thing I've noticed in particular is, man, it is so weird to watch, and I say weird, uh, it's probably not, it's definitely not the right word. It's, it's, uh, it's interesting to see how sin starts treating you in the middle of fasting. It treats you way different. Now, when you, when you say, I don't know what you mean by how sin treats you, it's, it's, it's a crazy deal. Like, it, it's almost like, um, you say, well, my sin treats me the same all the time. I, I, I would say uh, that you should try fasting uh, because it treats you in some crazy ways. Um, it's like you, your desire, so your earnest desire for God to do some different stuff in your life, it's like sin's like, no, we, we're, we're not doing that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counteract everything uh, that you're trying to see the Lord do in your life through your own submission. I'm going to try to counteract that deal. And so what ends up happening is like your, your sin, become, you see it way more. You see your sin way more. And, it, and, it, and a lot of times it's, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing because like, you just become more aware of what your sin's trying to do to you in all the other times in your life. You just see it now more because, and, and it's sin in everything. It's sin in your, the, the sins that your body craves, all right? the sins that your mind wants, because there is differences. Uh, I, I notice that there is different sin um, in how your body craves it and how your mind craves it, all right? And so just, just uh, we want to pray. We want to pray and, and ask the Lord to, to really uh, make himself known uh, in extraordinary ways during this time of fasting. Um, I'd like to pray. We prayed last week for our uh, our desires, for our for our the sincere desire of our heart to to be Jesus Christ. To uh, we we phrased it in the way Brother Mark oftentimes phrased it: uh, hunger to be hungry, or thirst to be thirsty. Um, but but I'd like to pray uh, too. I I know I know for sure, man. My my uh, my kids have been um, have been really adamant about seeing some of their friends coming. I know one of them. I'm we're praying about in particular uh, about one of them has really got in some some real engaging um, engaging conversation. Uh, about salvation and so um they're trying to see their friends saved and and here's here's what i think we gotta be uh real understanding of is that that's an abnormal thing in the day that we live in 
And so we really need to be praying, number one, that, that, that they, strive, they keep striving to do that in the midst of failure because they're going to fail, right? They're not, they're, they're going to witness their friends and their friends are, 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 are not going to necessarily just turn to Jesus Christ like that, right? All right, so we need to pray that they don't get discouraged and they endure hardness uh, like a good soldier of Jesus Christ, okay? Uh, but not only that, but that they see the reward behind just sowing seed, that they see the reward behind preaching the gospel. The power is not in their preaching. The power is in the gospel, okay? And we need them to see that. Why? Because they're going to get, they're going to get older like us, and some of us wouldn't witness for love nor money because, or, or never have witnessed, uh, because you think the power's in you. You think that you've got some big power in your presentation. You ain't got nothing, okay? You're, you're actually just the vessel. The power of God unto salvation is the gospel. Uh, that's what Romans chapter 1 says. The power of God unto salvation is the gospel. It's not you, and it's not me. It's not my good presentation, none of that. Uh, and so I don't, I don't want them uh, getting uh, discouraged. I don't want them getting sidetracked. I don't want them getting thinking that, uh, you know, I'm just going to do like everybody else because everybody else has decided it wasn't worth it. So, hey, well, let's pray for them, right? And then maybe in our prayer time, maybe in our prayer time, we will then in turn become more, uh, more cognizant of the fact that we need to get serious about evangelism, right? We need to get serious about the fact that, hey, uh, while I'm praying for these, uh, these children not to be discouraged, well, maybe, maybe that's what I need, to not be discouraged, uh, to be really encouraged in the fact that, hey, the power, the power of the gospel is not in me. Like, it's not in my presentation. Uh, God uses clean vessels, but it's not in you, right? What's it in? It's in the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so we want to make sure uh, that we're praying for our kids, that we're praying for our teens, uh, that we're, we're calling on the Lord while uh, those, and there's some of them even fasting. Some of them are fasting. And they're getting serious about what they're doing with the Lord. And so I want to make sure that we're doing our part and we're calling on the Lord for them and we're getting serious about this thing with them. So uh, I'd like to pray about those, those couple of things about about those fasting and and really the super, uh, the overly sensitive awareness of, of our of our sin, and uh, and then and then our evangelism, uh, our evangelism efforts in our teens right now that that is uh, there's several new ones out there tonight, uh, second maybe second timers out there tonight. And um, and I know for sure that there there's one uh, there's one out there that that's super interested in uh, in becoming a Christian, in becoming a born again believer, and uh, they don't know much. They don't. They really all they know is is uh, a couple of superficial cliches. It's been very pronounced all through the Bible Belt. You can get saved. Uh, it that. I don't know that that really has no connection with the Bible, but it's been uh, it's been repeated as biblical. Um, so we want to pray for them that all of them things, hey, 
man, it'd be cool if tonight uh, somebody was able to lead somebody to Jesus over there tonight. And if not tonight, soon. And if not soon, uh, well, let's just pray that they don't get discouraged with the fact that that they are uh, that they are being a part of the ministry. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. So let's pray, uh, Chandler. You can uh, you can throw us a little bit of uh, music to to pray with tonight. Uh, so uh, you want to use these altars. Uh, you want to come, uh, you want to pray where you are, man, it, it, it'd be cool, uh, however you want to do it tonight, but uh, let me just encourage you to do it, and if you don't, shame on you, but um, but I pray that you are, alright, uh, let's call on the Lord.
done uh, praying tonight uh, for that little bit anyway. Um, want you to want you to keep in the back of your minds where we um, so we had some of our missionaries that was going to pray for tonight and we'll try to get through what we got to do in here and then we'll we'll jump into that um, take your Bible and go to Philippians chapter number four Philippians chapter number four. In verse number 6, Philippians chapter number 4, in verse number 6. We're going to read two verses tonight. Read two verses tonight. And um, we're going we're gonna to ask the Lord to help us. And uh, this is a... This is, let me, let me, uh, just a simple, simple Bible study is all this is. It's going to be really simple tonight, but you need to hear it. You need to hear it and you need to hear it with ears, uh, that'll let, that'll, that'll hear to your heart, um, because there's a lot to be said if I can somehow or another communicate it like it needs to be. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's read the ver let's read the verses Philippians 4 and verse 6, uh, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Lord, we, we ask you tonight that you help us and, God, that you use this time of Bible study, uh, God, to bring us closer to you. God, as we study the Scriptures and, and find out what you have to say to us, God, I'm grateful that you've given us a book that talks to us. And so, God, I pray that we don't discount the voice of God in the Word of God tonight. Help us. God, use it in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> there is there is uh, the idea uh, of the day that we live in is really centered around a lot of things uh, concerning emotional health. Now that's probably not the that's probably not a big uh, big boom or it's probably not some kind of overwhelming thing that you've not heard in a while but let, let me let me this out here for you uh emotional health is probably one of the the most prominent subjects in our culture right now there's there's never been there's never been a day to where emotional health has been spoke about more than it is in this day never never a day there's never been more counselors in our schools in this day there's never been more people talking to various people and various counselors outside of uh, outside of the church mainly than there is in this day there is more counseling that's going on in this day more secular counseling than any other day in history organizations 
they, they seem to talk about emotional health and mental health more and more. Companies, they've now added budgets uh, for emotional health programs. Um, there, is, there is set aside safe spaces for emotional health in a lot of jobs these days. Now, the, the, the problem with all of that is the Bible has already spoken about mental health. It's just nobody wants to see it. Mental health in the Bible is not something that, that Jesus didn't teach us about. No, it's, it's completely backwards. It's completely counterintuitive to what we would think mental health should be. A lot of times mental health is somebody sitting across from somebody and, and talking to them about their problems just to let them talk about their problems. Now, there is some solutions given, but most of the time what I have found to be true is when the solutions that are given don't equal don't equal the amount of empathy that that said individual needs, then it's usually no longer a counseling session for them. It works the same way with me. Usually in that office or on this telephone or sitting out here maybe on, on, on one of these pews, a lot of times people, wanna, people want me to get, people want me to listen uh, to them talk about their issues, but the moment my, my counseling takes a turn in a negative aspect towards what they have to say, and it no longer benefits them in their own mindset, and, 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 and my empathy in their eyes is now leaving, <laughs> well, that ain't, that's no longer a counseling session. Now you're just trying to tell me what to do. I knew what to do before I came here. I just wanted you. I just wanted to take up time and you listen. There's all kinds of coping mechanisms. There's there's all kinds of wellness programs. There's all kinds of prescription drugs. There's all kind of illegal drugs, and 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 all they really do is ignore. All they really do is distort, and they reject the spiritual, spiritual component of all of what Jesus is trying to do in our lives. What ends up happening, what ends up happening is they'll offer a physical band-aid for a very spiritual problem. M most, most, most counseling is physical band-aids. Most of our problem is spiritual problems, right? Now, I, I know that's not going to get a whole lot of amens. But if you fail to address the spiritual issues that you have in your life, you'll blame it on physical issues for the rest of your life. We're always looking for something to blame. It can't be us. It was the way I was raised, it was this, it was that, it was this. Well, it was the way I was done, in this relationship, this, this relationship, that. But what if the Lord just took two simple verses, two, hey, two verses that you could memorize in a week. 
Man, that you could put on a piece of card stock and you could carry them things around your pocket and get them out anytime you needed to get them out and read them and read them and read them till you had them memorized backwards and forwards. What if the prescription was that simple? And yet we spend, we spend so much money on trying to forget all of the things that, that are plaguing our minds. Okay? He says, be careful for nothing. And, and our, now, now here's, here's another thing I, I would, and I'm probably jumping ahead. Um, It's interesting that God took four chapters to get to these verses. So, so we've been talking about peace this whole time, really. Peace and joy, peace and joy, peace and joy. I mean, the book of Philippians has been peace and it's been joy and peace and joy and peace and joy. And this whole time, the, the idea, though, that joy only stems from peace. And peace only comes from Jesus Christ. And so where there is no joy, there's usually no peace. And where there is no peace, there's, there's usually an absence of Jesus Christ. This, this whole book of the Bible has dealt with, with, with some emotional stuff. With, with and it's dealt with joy. And it's dealt with peace. And, and it's over and over that, that we're not, it's teaching us over and over that we're not helpless we're not helpless subjects to our emotions, right? Uh, our emotions don't rule us. Our emotions don't run us. And, 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 and here's, here's the idea that, that me and you, that we, we know we have emotions, but they don't dictate our life. They don't dictate who we are. Uh, they, don't, they don't dictate what we do. They don't dictate how we think. They don't dictate our attitudes. They don't dictate our behaviors. They don't dictate our mindset. Let me, let me give you a couple of things uh, to get us through tonight. Number one, lost through carefulness. Our peace is is lost through carefulness. Now, I want just, just for the sake of, uh, of Bible study, um, I want to make sure that, that, we, we understand the, uh, that we understand uh, where I'm getting this from. Be careful for nothing. So our peace, my peace, your peace, is lost through carefulness. So, so he says be careful for nothing. But what does that actually mean? What does that actually mean? Because there's some places in your Bible uh, to where uh, there was people that took care of, uh, that took a lot of care for some things. Okay, I, I, I want to I make mention of a few of those. Luke chapter number 10, the good Samaritan took care of the wounded man. Uh, John chapter number 10, the, the shepherd careth for the sheep. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, we are called to care one for the other. 2 Corinthians 7, 2 Corinthians 8, 2 Corinthians 11. Paul had care for the churches. Philippians chapter 2, Timothy will naturally care for the Philippian state. 1 Timothy chapter number 3, pastors are to take care, are to take care of the house of God. Okay, 
All right. So let's, let's, for the sake of Bible study, let's understand that the list of things that we're talking about that I just gave you, the list that, we look, that, that, that I just gave you is a list of how people are to care in regards to other people. But, but, but the text says be careful for nothing. But, but we're not talking about a person. We're not, talking about, we, we're, we're not giving way for somebody to be heartless. Okay? Does that make sense? Everybody understand that? That, that God has called us to care for people. But the text says uh, be careful for nothing. But we know God's not called us to be heartless. And, and then not only that, that God's, God's not telling you to care for nothing, but be careful for nothing. God's not telling you to care for nothing, but to be careful for nothing. It's, it's foolish not to care, right? It's foolish to be oblivious to, to, to circumstances. It's foolish to, to, to not be wise in your observations and your discernment in, in living your life. You should be wise in how you live your life. So he's not telling you to be heartless. He's not telling you to be apathetic. So, so it can be, so we can come to the conclusion that it can be good to have care, right? It's good to care for your brothers and sisters. It's good for you to have care. But, but don't you make sure, make sure you get this, don't be careful. What is that? It's full of care. It's full of care. The, 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 the text is teaching us that we're not to be ruled by our emotions in terms of being full of, of care, but rather we're to govern. We're to govern those emotions, meaning that I'm I'm supposed to. Remember last week we looked. Let our moderations be known unto all men. Let our moderation be known unto all men. So so even uh, even this uh, careful, even this understanding of careful, we're to govern. We're to govern how we care. Okay. So so. Uh, what 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 where where are you going with this whole thing? Okay, let me let me let me boil it back down for you again. Um, get it back to a, a good playing field for us. They say that this generation uh, that we're in is the most fearful generation of America of Americans yet. I mean, there's never been a generation that is full of care like this generation, okay? M meaning that there's never been a generation that is as addicted to, uh, to prescription meds that would keep them from being full of care. Now, whatever that looks like in, for whoever, uh, but, but there's never been a, a more addicted generation to think to prescription meds, for instance, that would keep them from being full of care. Now, the same goes for people uh, for illegal drugs that would keep them full of care, that would keep them from being full of care. I mean, there's uh, for any of us in the room that's ever been had any kind of substance abuse, whether it's alcohol or or drugs, you know what it's like. 
I, for instance, know what it's like to, to have alcohol keep me from being full of care. There were some things that, were, were, that, that, was, that was weighing on me, and what would happen is alcohol is a good way out of being full of care. Why? It takes you to another place. You're no longer full of care. Why? Well, you're, one, you're too drunk to even think about it. It takes you into a different world. Okay? So, so there, there, is, there is this idea that those kind of things can take you to another place. But, but is, is it God's plan that I use something outside of the, spirit, of the Spirit of God's control to take me into a realm to where I'm no longer full of care? Not from God's vantage point. Not from God's vantage point, okay? Well, what, are, what I wrote down some things. I wrote down some things that, that, might, that might cause me and you to be full of care. I, I thought about finances. Finances would cause uh, us to be full of care. And, 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 and I, I would say that, that God's called us to Matthew chapter 6 and that God would supply all our needs. Uh, finances will, will, will cause certain pressures in life. Jeremiah, I, I wrote this down today. Jeremiah 17, blessed is the man, in verse 7, blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is, for he shall be as a tree planted by the, uh, by the water's and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when the heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. And so, so the idea is that when me and you are planted, when me or you are, are trusting in the Lord, and our hope is in the Lord, man, we're like a tree that's planted by the river, that we're still going to bring, uh, we're still going to bring forth fruit, even in the year of drought. Why? It means we may not have anything because there is a drought, but we're still yielding fruit in our lives. Why? Well, because we're, we're planted in the right spot. The person who trusts in the Lord, guess what? They're not careful in the year of trouble, in the year of drought. They're not careful. They're not full of care. They're not full of care in the year of drought. So, so this heart issue, this heart anxiousness of worry and, and, and being full of care is a direct connection. All right, you ready? Is a direct connection to not trusting in the Lord. So when I'm not trusting in the Lord, I'm going to be full of care. Well, you just don't know my life right now. Well, I know the Lord. Well, you don't know what I'm going through. I know the Lord. Well, you, you don't know. Man, you just don't know my emotions, and you just don't know my mind. Here's, here's what I do know. I know the Lord, and I know that the Lord has promised that, that if I trust in Him and my hope is in Him, I've got a promise from the Lord that when, when the year of drought comes, I don't have to be careful. I can keep yielding fruit for the Lord. Okay, uh, there, there's, there's not just financial uh, stress that may come, but there's, there's responsibility stress. 
Um, that idea of that I'm never going to get all that I got to get done. I'm never, I'm never going to be able to get done what needs to be done. There's one in particular uh, example in the Bible is when Jesus enters Mary and Martha's house. Uh, Mary is at the feet of Jesus and she's hearing the words of Jesus. And Martha is serving in the house and she's getting all the stuff done. And, and she, actually, uh, she actually comes against Mary for sitting at the feet of Jesus and hearing the words of Jesus uh, because she's cumbered about with much care, with, 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 with a lot of things going on. And, and Jesus says this to her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. Thou art careful and troubled about many things. This, this word troubled is a, is a really great synonym for, for careful. Why? Why? Because this is what Martha's life is. She's careful, you ready? And she's troubled. She's full of care and she's troubled. And, and what is, it's a great picture for me and you. She is serving, she is serving without being at the feet of Jesus and hearing his words. What, is it, what does it tell us? What is, it, what, is the, what is the good application for us? Fellowship with Jesus. It drives away carefulness. Man, it, it takes you into another. It does what the alcohol tries to, was, is supposed to do. Only it doesn't wear off. Only it doesn't give you a hangover. Only it doesn't make you think, think crazy things. Only it doesn't make you not remember what happened the day before and make you feel terrible and cause crazy things to happen in your body. Fellowship with Jesus drives away the carefulness. I was talking to somebody today and, and I asked them, how much time do you spend alone with the Lord? Well, I don't really have much time to spend alone with the Lord. And let, let, me, let me help you right here. If you don't have time to spend alone with the Lord, I'm talking about no TVs, no cell phones, nothing. If you don't have time to spend alone with the Lord, you're probably full of care and you're probably troubled when nobody even knows it. There's this, there's this, I want you to, I want you to understand, there is, an, there is a thought process that is born in your heart through time and fellowship with the Lord. It's an organic thought process. It's not what the world's telling you. It's not what your cell phone's telling you. It's, not, it, it's none of that. It's not what your TV's telling you. What is it, what is it then? It's all, it only comes from fellowship with Jesus Christ. This is where Mary was. Mary's like, man, I don't care what you're doing, Martha. Jesus is in our house. Like, don't worry about all the other stuff. It's not time to worry about all the stuff. Why? Jesus is in our house. And, and so Mary is the opposite. She is, she is worried. I mean, think about it. She is worried about nothing. She's like, I'll let it all burn down. Jesus is here. You know, sometimes in life you have to get to the place to where let it all burn. Why? 
it'd be better burnt to the ground than it would be without your, you being full of care and troubled and not being at the feet of Jesus. You'd be better off canceling appointments. You'd be better off not having friends. You'd be better off getting rid of what bills you couldn't pay than having to work 20 hours a day. You'd be better off. Why? Because you become careful and troubled about many things. Uh, what personal, uh, I, I wrote this one down, just, just personal inability to accomplish anything spiritual. Now, you, you prob that's probably not you. But Paul said it like this, to have no confidence in the flesh. That your flesh was so wicked that you shouldn't have any confidence in it. And that's, that, that, that's, that, that's, where, that's where we've got to get to. Is that we understand that there should be no, we should put no confidence in our flesh. Why? Because we cannot remedy our problem. You can't remedy the flesh's problem. And you need to realize that sooner rather than later. Okay? You need to realize that sooner rather than later. Let me let's look at this next. Uh, let's look at this next thing real quick. Um, your peace, my peace, is kept through uh, prayerfulness. So, so my peace is lost. My peace is lost through what? Through carefulness. My peace is lost through carefulness. But my peace is kept. My peace is kept. Your peace is kept. You get your peace through prayerfulness. Now let's let's look at this one. Uh, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So, so there's a contrast. Paul's always contrasting. We're saying it here all the time. There's, there's, there's usually always a contrast uh, with the way Paul and his style of writing is. And he says, be careful for nothing. But then he, he says, but... In everything by prayer, okay? So, so the contrast in carefulness is, is being prayerful. Well, what am I supposed to be prayerful in? I'm supposed to be prayerful in everything. In each and every situation. In things that you think are small. In things that you think are huge. In, in things that you think are, 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 are super insignificant. And the things that you think are, are really significant. Pray about it all. Okay, First Peter uh, chapter five, uh, chapter five, verse six says it like this: "Casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you." So, all in your Bible means all, right? So I'm supposed to cast all of my care on Jesus. Yep. Why? Well, that's how much care He has for you. That's how much care he has for you. So, so, so think, think about this with me. You being full of care is a problem. You being full of care is a problem. Why? Because you're, you, you, you and me, we have, we, without saying it, here's what we say. You have to be full of care for yourself. Because one, either you don't know how much God cares for you, or two, you care more for yourself than God does. 
Well, I've got to care for myself or nobody else will. Really? Because the last time I checked, God cared for you more than you did. Well, how do you know that? Well, while you were yet in your sin, Christ died for you. Right? Well, well I, you know, I mean, I've got to look out for me. No, you don't got to look out for you. Well, what you got to do is you got to cast all your care upon him. Why? Well, because he cares for you. You don't have to be full of care. Why? Because God cares for you. Imagine with me just for a minute. If, if life was different, if life was different, if, if your life was different or, or how much different your life could be maybe, that instead of carrying all the cares that you carry, you cast them upon the one that cares for you. Uh, instead of, of casting all your cares on, on all your friends, on all of, uh, of, of your counselors, and there ain't nothing wrong with prayer requests, and there ain't nothing with getting counsel, but what if you cast them upon God first? Instead of suffering in, in, in a quiet solitude and quiet confinement that you poured your heart out before the Lord, Instead of uh, replaying all the hurt in your mind, you, you rehearsed it before the Lord. I'm doing something different, and, and, and I'm, I'm 42 years old, and I'm probably, it's probably too late in life to be doing a whole lot different, but I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to figure out if there's something I'm missing. And I, I'm, I'm, I've, got this, I've got this notebook, and I'm, I'm trying to write down things. I, I said I was going to do it during the fast, and I'm trying. And, and I just I went from I went from I just noticed I'm flipping back through it today, and I went from day six to day eight. So we we know I'm not doing a real good job right now. Uh, so 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 day six to day eight, and 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 I'm just trying to write down. I'm trying to write down some prayer requests. I'm trying to write down. You know what I'm trying to do too. I'm trying to write down what God's doing in my heart. I'm trying to write down what I feel that. I don't want to forget. How many of you, you ever get real convicted about something and then, and then you're, you're in that moment of conviction and you don't do anything about it and then it's like three, four hours later, you're like, I'm, I'm going to come back to that when I have time and then you'd never come back to it? Well, I started writing those things down. And I'm like, all right, Lord, I don't know what this is going to do, but I'm hoping I can... I've been told, hey, you know what? You ought to try writing some stuff down. You know what? It has helped me to rehearse what I'm feeling to the Lord. And that may not be a big deal to you. You're like, oh, I don't have a problem with that. Well, you ought to not, not, don't knock it before you try it. Because it may be exactly what you need to do. It may be exactly the, the way you need to come before the Lord because there's some stuff that I'm pinning down that I'm like, man, I would have never said that before. But I'm like, well, this is, this, is, this is interesting how I'm feeling right now. This is interesting what I'm looking for from the Lord and what I'm asking God to do. And, and, I'm, and, and it's, I'm not asking God for anything I can put. I, I don't think I've asked God for one thing that I can put my hand on. Not one thing. Because I, really, I don't really need anything that I can put my hands on right now. I mean, we could use a, a van. Uh, we could, Jordan could put her hands on where she can get out of my truck. But other than that, other than that, 
<laughs> she calls me today and says, uh, your back door won't open again. I think I broke it again. And uh, I'm, man, it just it just gets just gets better and better. Thankful it was just froze. So uh, praise the Lord. Uh, my truck is not broken at the moment. At the moment, anyway, she's still driving it. So there's still time. Sometimes it could be instead of working harder, you you prayed more sincere. It could be, and it could be instead of relying on your own strength, you put your faith in God's. A life, I'm, I'm, a life of prayerlessness is a really bold statement. Okay. It's a really bold statement that you don't need the Lord. It's a really bold statement that you don't need God. That's what you're saying. And I, you say, I would never say that. You would never say that. But that's what prayerlessness says. It says, I don't need God. It says, I don't need God in my life. So there's a couple of things in verse 6. How much time we got? There's a couple of things in verse 6. Now, when you look at verse number 6, or excuse me, look at verse 7. Look down at verse 7. It says, and the peace of God. Now, verse 7 uh, is being conjoined to verse 6. So it's being tied together by that word and, okay? And the peace of God. So, so, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, we've singled that verse out. How many of us heard that verse a bunch of times? Right? We've all heard that verse a bunch of times. But it's not, it, you can't take that verse and, and pull it out of its context. Okay? you got to have verse 6 to have verse 7. So, so the, the peace that comes from verse 7 is a direct result of what happens in verse number 6. What happens in verse number 6? Well, he says, be careful for nothing. Okay? Here it is. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So, I want to give you what, what, you, would, what you would say a, a design for a peaceful a peaceful prayer or, or, or a, a peace that passes all understanding. There's a design for it in verse number 6. And look, Number 1, he says it's by prayer. By prayer. So what is prayer? Well, it's our, the, the most common term we use for talking to God. It's our most common term uh, that you and I use for, for talking uh, to the Lord. He says that we're to let our requests be made known unto God. That we're to let our requests be made known unto God. So, so are, 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 your, are your emotions ruling you? Is, is, it, is it difficult to rejoice? Is it difficult to be at peace? Is it difficult to, to work through 
being a, a Christian that has some joy in their life? Well, he says if that's the case, then you need to pray. Instead of working, instead of trying harder, instead of worrying, instead of seeking somebody's help that, that you don't actually need at the moment, what first place you should go is Jesus, and you should what? You should pray. That's what we should do. We should pray. If you're missing peace, then in faith get along with God. Yeah, well, I, 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 I need a prayer partner. Well, your partner, your partner is Jesus Christ. That's your partner. Go pray. Let's, let's, go, let's go get along with the Lord. If we're missing peace, let's go get along with the Lord. Amen? So, and then he says in supplication. Uh, supplication. You say, it, it is a lot like prayer, but it's, it's a different level. Some would say it's a submissive plea for mercy, usually involving an unwavering commitment to God's will being done in your life through a heart that is full of repentance and mercy. Now, it would probably sound a whole lot like thy will be done, whatever it is, Lord. Lord, I would, Lord I'm coming to you, but thy will be done. It would be a submission to God's authority. It would be a, submit, a place to where we submit to obedience. I, I, think about, I think about somebody like Job. I think about somebody like Job. Heart is completely right with God. He's, he's, he's an upright man before the Lord. And he suffers all kinds of tragedy. His kids die. He loses, he loses his kids. He loses all of his assets. He loses, he loses everything. He loses his friends. And yet the whole time, none of, what, none of the trouble that Job experienced came as a direct result of sin. None of it. It came from a trial. And, 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 and what, what happens as soon as all of it hits the fan with Job? Bible says he goes to the ash heap, the place, the last place that he called on the Lord to where he offered sacrifices. Job goes there first. And, and look, his, his own wife, either out of compassion for Job, says curse God and die. Or out of angst uh, against God says, curse God. No, whatever the reason she said, whatever, why, whatever the reason she said it, Job cursed God and died. Job says, you, you, you speak as a foolish woman. What Job knew was the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. And, and, and so I, I'm, I'm to submit. I'm to go to God with a desire, with a heart that is willing to supplicate with the Lord. Now, Ephesians 6 and uh, verse 18 says it like this. Uh, Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Um, so so we, we do have prayer and supplication in the, midst of, in the midst of spiritual warfare as well. Uh, and let me give you this last one, uh, just so we... Oh, man, we just don't have... We're running out of time. Uh, let me give you this last one real quick. 
with thanksgiving. So uh, thankfulness is, is another, uh, another part of the design uh, to, to living a life in verse 7. In the peace of God which passeth all understanding. So, so, so again, uh, we've been known to take verses out of their context. And just like this one, it's been taken out of its context. Uh, but you can't have uh, the peace of God that passes all understanding uh, without another, this other component, component of thankfulness. And, and so I say it like this. Um, your, your prayer time should be a time not to just be thankful, but to give thanks. Man, uh, one, one guy said a lot this, certainly the father enjoys hearing his children say thank you. When Jesus healed the ten lepers, only one of the ten lepers returned to give thanks. And we wonder if the percentage is any higher today. We are eager to ask, but slow to appreciate. Man, how true our prayer time is. That it should be consumed with giving thanks. This, this thanksgiving is giving thanks. You say, man, I, I, I'm not doing any of that. Well, that could be a reason that our emotional stability is what it is. Why? Because the, the antidote for being full of care is in verse number 6. And the peace of God that passes all understanding, guess what? It shall keep your hearts and what? Everybody say that next word with me. And what? Put it on there, Chandler. Next verse. It shall keep your hearts and what? Minds. So my mind is kept through the peace of God. And that peace only comes at the expense of verse number 6. Okay, now th this is the design. Now we can buck the design. How many of us know we can, we can kick the, the, the design to the curb, right? We say, oh, we're going to do how we want to do it. If God don't give me peace, well, that's on God. Well, that's like saying if God don't give me salvation, well, that's just on God. I'm going to do it how I want to do it. Well, you can say that till you're blue in the face. But that don't mean God's obligated to save anybody. He's already said, this is how I'm going to save people. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, what? They shall be saved. For with a heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with mouth confession is made unto salvation. Okay? God has laid it out how people are to come to saving faith in Jesus Christ. Well, the peace that passes all understanding, you can't get around it without the right design. Okay, um, I, we don't have time to go into uh, all of this. Um, but let me, let, me, let me leave you with this. Let me leave you with this little bit right here. Paul counsels us to take everything to God in prayer. Everything. So don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. That's what he's called us to do. We're, we're prone to pray about big things in our lives and we're, we're, we're apt to forget to pray about the little things until they grow into something real big. But the thing is, is the result of the peace of God is, 
is that it keeps, it guards. This, this word keep is translated guard in other places in your Bible. It guards your heart and it guards your mind. Some of the most, some of the most peaceful people that have some of the most settled hearts and most settled minds that you'll ever know. You ever wonder, man, man, you probably got somebody in your life and you know they, man, they're, they were not full of care. And everything they did, they did it unto Jesus Christ. They prayed like Jesus Christ was going to take care of it tomorrow. And you know what? They lived their life with the peace of God. You know why? But because they'd been guarded against worry. They'd been kept from worry. They'd been, they'd been kept from worry in their heart. And what happens with worry in my heart? Well, it leads me to wrong feelings. You feeling wrong? What about your mind? It, it, it leads me, it keeps me from wrong thinking. You say, well, that's just oversimplification. Well, it may be. It may, it may actually be oversimplification. But you know what? You can lay your head down on your pillow at nighttime and know that you oversimplified just believing that Jesus Christ would keep your heart and mind. You don't lay down at night with a heart full of, of care. Everything in your heart. Well, what if I do lay down at night with a heart full of care? I'd pray myself to sleep. I'd pray and I'd supplicate and I'd give thanks till I couldn't keep my eyes open no more. What if I wake up and I got a heart full of care? Well, I'd, I'd go to the Lord the next morning till I didn't have time to, to go to the Lord anymore with prayer and supplication and giving thanks. That's what I'd do. Why? Because he said, he said that the peace of God which passes all understanding is going to keep your hearts and it's going to keep your minds. And maybe, just maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe we'll break that repetitive cycle that we have of always being full of care. It's interesting at least interesting to see that Paul is in a place to where he's not living with turmoil yet he's in a he's in a Roman prison writing this letter and he had a deep abiding peace in his heart some of us got more more than we ever should have had we got, we, got, we got kids that are in better health than they should be. We got better jobs than we should have. We got more money and we got better vehicles and we got better homes than we should have. And we got more turmoil than the Apostle Paul ever thought about having. Man. 
be cool if we just took a minute and bowed our heads and practiced just for a minute. Practice just for a minute what it means to pray, to supplicate. Go home. Go home tonight. Get up in the morning. Pray. Supplicate with thanksgiving. Give thanks. God is the author of peace. Not me, not you, not our circumstances. God is the author of peace. Let's pray. Lord, Lord Isaiah, you said that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. That I could, that there's a way for me to have perfect peace. Lord, the mark of peace is not the absence of problems and it's not the vanishing away of all my problems, but it's trust in the Lord. And so God, tonight I, I pray, Lord, as we get right before you, Lord, that our hearts would get thankful. Lord, that there would be a deep abiding of thy will be done. Not mine, but thine. Lord, help us to come to you. Tonight, in the morning, tomorrow at our jobs. Not with the promise of a trouble-free life, but a, the promise of a, a care-free a life that is, that is void of being full of care. Because we have come to you. Because we've come to you, Lord. Lord, we, we don't always understand what's going on in our life, but we can have peace. Lord, we don't understand why some things happen. We can have peace. Lord, sometimes I can't even make heads or tails of the situation. I can't understand it at all. And, and Lord, I know that I have peace. God, you've been way too good to us for us to squander this peace. And so, God, I, I pray tonight, Lord, that you help us. I pray, God, that you help us in the ministry. Lord, those of us that are actively involved in ministry, Lord, it's It's hard. And God, sometimes we want to do it ourselves. So God, I, I pray, Lord, that you give us a heart that will go to you first. Lord, bless tonight. Bless what's said, what's done. Father, we love you. We thank you for saving us. Thank you for being good. Thank you for being faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. <clears throat> amen. Um, we'll do. Uh, we'll do our... Uh, missionary uh, praying uh, next